0: Hey everyone, C-Note here and welcome to Super Myers Briggs Turbo, Turbo EX, the show that is always asking, are you my type? <laughs> Today, we're talking all about uh, your greatest opportunity for personal development. This goes for any personality type and um, and, and it's really generalized because you really take the, the general notion of using this one particular driver and then uh, applying it to your particular personality type. And then if, if you're growing this area, you're most likely going to be growing, uh, in some shape or form in your life. Uh, and I'm going to give as many reasons as I can for that, uh, as we go through this show. So, uh, stick around and, um, this show will definitely be more helpful to you if you go through the, easy mode course so if you go to cnotes.media and look for my Myers-Briggs easy mode course you can absolutely sign up for that go through the course and then come back to this episode and um, and listen for your greatest strength or listen to this and then go do that whatever you want to do it's all it's whatever whatever your greatest opportunity for is, is is, we'll talk about it here or there whatever anywhere I don't know we're going to have a good time that's the point so join me today on Super Myers-Briggs Toro EX Okay all right, thanks for joining me. Hope you guys are doing well. Uh happy Friday. Um I'm I'm probably going to be releasing this these shows on at least Mondays and Fridays, maybe Wednesdays as well. Um, kind of playing with a schedule for this. But uh, all these episodes that we've done so far, just like 10 or less, I don't remember how many, but they're doing pretty well. So I appreciate you guys listening to this. Uh, it seems like you guys are really interested in this topic. So if you have any questions, please feel free to hit us up on Anchor, anchor.fm slash supermbti. Or if you're leaving, listening to this on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever, uh, feel free to leave a review and leave your question in the review. That would be absolutely amazing. Or you can hit us up at SuperMBTI on Twitter or Instagram. So uh, today we're going to talk all about your greatest opportunity for growth. And that is typically going to be your second cognitive function. It is your your secondary cognitive function is typically going to be your main learning style or your main decision-making style. So if you lead with a decision-making function, your secondary is going to be a learning style. If you lead with a learning style, your secondary function is going to be a decision-making function. So... Typically your driver is going to be the place that you spend the most time in, the most, the place that you're the most comfortable. For me, I am an INTP, so I lead with introverted intuition. This is the, or uh, introverted thinking rather, I apologize. I lead with introverted thinking, which is the place that I spend the most time in. I spend maybe 80% of my time in this place. And, um, I'm, I'm a thinker type. I like to be alone. I like to make a lot of quick decisions. I'm very like, this is obvious. This is, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, I'm very just like making decisions all the time, little choices. I'm going to try things. I'm going to do things. I'm going to see how this works. I'm going to tweak things. I'm going to tinker with stuff. That is my jam. So, I lead with the decision-making function and all of the decision-making functions are the thinking or feeling functions. So for me, it's introverted thinking, but other types, the TJs are going to have extroverted thinking as their main decision-making driver, whether that's in their primary or secondary. The, um, and the actually, hold on, let me backtrack. I don't want to confuse you. (laughs) So the, those with the, with TE as their decision-making driver, extroverted thinking are going to be the ETJs, the ESTJs and ENTJs. And the FIs are going to be your introverted feelers. They're going to be the IFPs in the Myers-Briggs system. And you're also going to have extroverted feelers who are going to be the EFJs in the Myers-Briggs system. So those are going to be the, the people that are leading with uh, decision-making functions, and you're going to have the other type of person, that is going to be leading with a learning style. So you're going to have the IFJs are going to lead with introverted uh, introverted intuition. You're going to have the EFPs or, or EPs are going to be leading ENPs. I apologize. The ENPs are going to be leading with extroverted in, um, extroverted intuition. The ISJ no, the IS yeah, the ISJs are going to be leading with introverted sensing. And then the ESJs are going to be leading with extroverted sensing. So those are your, the main eight types that I'm going to start talking about right now in terms of your dominant function. So if you lead with those dominant function, your secondary function is going to be the opposite of that. <laughs> so I lead with extroverted or introverted thinking. My secondary is going to be my learning style, with his, which is extroverted intuition. I should have listed all those for the, the secondary driver, but we're going to go back to that. So if you lead with the decision-making function, uh, you are going to be a little bit more decisive. You're gonna be a little bit more kind of stuck in your ways. It's gonna be a little bit harder for you to to kind of move, especially if you're an extroverted um, decision-maker, you're going to be very much exuding all of your decisions out into the world. Sometimes that's gonna involve uh, decision-making, people management or systems management, things of that nature. And for the introverted uh, decision-makers, We are going to be focusing on ourselves, our sense of identity and authenticity, being morally correct, um, for ourselves or being rationally correct for ourselves. Um, and for the decision-making people, your secondary is going to be a learning style. So for me, it's going to be as an, I, um, as an ITP, it's, My introverted thinking is my first, is my dominant style. My secondary style is going to be, um, for me as an INTP, is extroverted intuition, um, which means that I need to be kind of the opposite, essentially. Be a little bit more optimistic, be a little bit more outgoing, be fun, be out there, be exploring new ideas and idealism and optimism, whereas my introverted thinking is typically going to be a little bit more reserved, it's going to be a little bit more... um, about playing in uh, playing with data, where extroverted intuition is going to be about playing with anything <laughs> and trying to see how I can interpret that into like the actuality and and interpret the future and try to come up with all sorts of new ideas and stuff. And that secondary driver for me is going to be the greatest source of potential growth for me. So this applies to anyone in the Myers-Briggs system, your secondary function is going to be your greatest source of potential growth for me, because if I get stuck in my introverted thinking place, I'm going to be cold. I'm going to be distant. I am going to continue to like brush people away. And I'm not going to be, I'm only going to be one side of a person, right? While this is my dominant driver, I can't always stay in that place because even though it's my dominant driver, It is a place that I will eventually get exhausted of. So I need to let my extroverted intuition, my secondary driver, do some of the driving sometimes or or some of the navigating so that I don't allow myself to burn out, right? It allows me to replenish some energy and keep me kind of uh, grounded in a sense of reality, right? Because if I am just kind of living with my own introverted intuition or my introverted thinking rather... Um, and I am just kind of continuing to rationalize inside of my own head that i'm not getting new information i'm not getting new inf- input i'm not playing in the realm of idealism and trying to predict the future uh, through actual information that's and pattern recognition that's going on into the world and For those that don 't know, the definition of intuition in the myers briggs world is all about pattern recognition uh subconscious pattern recognition really advanced pattern pattern recognition being able to see um not having to see every little bit of data, but having enough data from enough people and enough things and sources to be able to ascertain and predict what might happen next, right? So uh, an example of that is kind of predicting where the internet might go based on all of the information you're gathering about people's usage of the internet, um, how people are talking about it, um, reviews on YouTube, <laughs> like, and and the ways that people actually are out there in the world using technology, right? So with all of that information, you can sort of ascertain, uh, and intuit, like what the potential positive uses are for this going forward. And then you kind of bring that into your introverted thinking world and you start to play with it and dice it into sort of reality a little bit more, right. And, and into your own rational sense of identity. So for me as an INTP, that is the way I would do that. Um, I can give another example of that is, um, for, uh, in ENFP, which is, uh, Molly, I live with her. She's, um, my partner and she is someone that, um, she's very much, she leads with an extroverted, uh, with, with a learning style, extroverted intuition. And she is the type of person that she likes. She loves novelty. She loves experiencing new people. She loves experiencing new things and going to, um, you know, trying new foods, new restaurants, I don't know, all sorts of new things all the time, new input, new exciting things. And that is very much the extroverted intuitive place. So the ENPs are going to experience this. ENTPs and ENFPs are going to be in this place of, of kind of exploring different, you know, novelty and being extroverted and um, kind of playing and being more of sprinters than marathoners really. And for them, you know, they're going to, they're going to be the most comfortable in this place. They're going to be most comfortable in an extroverted world where they're playing with all sorts of different ideas and idealism and optimism and all of that stuff. But interestingly enough, their secondary driver again is going to be the opposite. So for an extroverted feeler for ENFPs, they're going to have introverted feeling as their secondary driver, which is, you know, kind of basically the opposite of the extroverted intuition that they face when they are just kind of feeling ideal about the world and the way that things should be, or that they would like it to be and, and kind of taking in information and experiencing it, but then taking their introverted feeling and taking time to slow down to sort of uh, emotionally work through what they are experiencing in life to make decisions. And that's going to allow them to, to grow By not simply just going around in life and making decisions and hoping something works out, but actually slowing down so that they can process it and feel it out and decide, is this the right path for me? And that way they close some loops and they kind of um, analyze uh, what they've been experiencing. The same is true for E-T- ENTPs, that they will do the same, but with introverted thinking as their secondary driver. And I should also mention INFPs will do the same thing um, as I would, but they lead with introverted feeling and their secondary is extroverted intuition so that they would want to also get out into the world and experience things and and practice idealism and sort of uh correct their introverted feeling sometimes that may go down a negative spiral and allow them to play in the world of optimism a little bit more right so the reverse is true for ENTPs and ES and ENFPs um as with INFPs and ISFPs right <clears throat> and then i'm going to talk about sensors a little bit too so ISTPs are um ISTPs and ISFPs ISTPs are going to be leading with introverted thinking, and and IS uh, ISFPs are going to be leading with introverted feeling. They're going to have the same sort of sort of introverted feeling and introverted thinking sort of uh, things. You know, they're going to be a little bit more um, uh, not necessarily optimistic um, when they're experiencing. Uh, their introverted feeling, but it's all about the world that's around them, the things that they can actually experience, taste, smell, and hear, right? Because that's the stuff that they are learning. The extroverted sensing that is in their secondary driver is going to be all about making sure that they are taking time to get outside and physically experience things. So going to, you know, trying not necessarily new things in an optimistic way, but, you know, doing the work, and going to talk to people and, uh, being present essentially. So it's very different from intuition, which is going to be more about subconscious pattern recognition. Intuition doesn't necessarily have to involve people, but, um, where extroverted sensing also doesn't necessarily need to involve people, but it, it, it most likely will and should, you know, extroverted sensing is like more kinesthetic. So, you know, physically experiencing the world, you know, texture, smell, taste, um, you know, uh, you know, even, even sexual experiences, things that you need to actually experience yourself in order to make a proper judgment of it. Right. Whereas intuitives don't necessarily need to experience all sorts of different things to kind of be able to make subconscious pattern recognition judgments about things. Um, in uh, sensors definitely do need to experience stuff. So it could be all sorts of different things. Um, you know, it's like an ISTP might make a judgment about whether or not something tastes good before they even try it. They'll just be like, oh, that looks weird. I don't think that's going to be good. But then, you know, they, they try it and then their 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 uh, perspective has changed forever, <laughs> you know? So, and uh, sometimes that willingness to try new things for an ISTP or ISFP is going to be a bit of a challenge. So, you know, being willing to go out and try new things and do new things is going to, um, going to help you not be stuck in your own rationalizations or your own uh feelings of of being kind of reserved or scared or or you know not wanting to go out and experience life uh, experiencing things is going to be healthy for the introverted sensors um <clears throat> and then you've got the um the extroverted sensor dominance that are going to be leading with um the extroverted sensing uh, uh type which is going to be the esfps and estps and they are going to be very much leading with a learning style of you know being out there and experiencing things they're going to be the ones that are most loud <laughs> uh they're going to be the most um you know kinesthetic they're going to be the most just kind of like in life they're going to be the most uh um uh, they often exude what people consider quote unquote normal because they are the people that are just like hyper out there. They're very much just, they love experiencing life. They like doing, doing things. They love how things feel or they might be sensitive to how things feel. They might be um the first people to notice if it's cold in a room, they might be the first person to notice. Um, you know, if, if something feels weird physically, you know, on them, um, They'll be very, very in tune with their body and they're going to be kind of concerned with the projection of that as well, you know, making sure that they're in good shape. I've certainly known a lot of extroverted sensors that are, that take good care of their bodies because they care about it. Um, so again, it's like being kinesthetic and being kind of out there. I think that I, I always assume that like the dudes that are out there, like going for a run without their shirts on are all. ES, ESPs of some kind. (laughs) They're just kind of like extra sensory. And I don't mean extra sensory in terms of like, you know, mind reading. I mean, extra sensory in terms of like, they're just sensitive to the five senses, the main senses, like that includes balance and all the other senses that we've basically ascertained over time, but they're going to experience all of those different senses and appreciate all those different senses is what I'm really saying. So for them to not just go through the world and like punch things all the time, (laughs) they need to slow things down. And again, like the ENFP and ENTPs, they need to rely on their secondary driver, which is going to be introverted feeling or introverted thinking and taking time to think about the things that they've experienced or feel out what they've experienced in life and making sure that they're slowing down so that they can appreciate or, um, you know, change up things in their life that aren't going well. Because sometimes you can kind of like, um, go about your world, just kind of doing things and going things and nothing stops you. Um, extroverted sensors are not going to let things get in their way. But if they stop and they slow down, they might feel a sense of guilt or remorse or, um, want to change why they do something because it might be dangerous for them or might like physically be hurting them or might be an uncomfortable place for them to be in. And, and because they're in the moment and they're so kinesthetically used to it, they might not be making that decision to change it right then and there, but taking the time to slow down and really feel it or think it out is, um, going to help them make those big decisions in life. Um, you know, a lot of ESFPs and ENTPs or ESTPs can be very expressive with their introverted thinking and feeling, uh, but it's usually filtered through that extroverted sensing, right? So if they're taking time to actually slow down, then they can actually be a little bit more meaningful and thoughtful with their introverted thinking and introverted feeling. So, um, uh, what else? So, we haven't talked about the introverted sensors yet. Um, those who lead with introverted sensing are the ISF or the ISJs. So, the ISTJs and ISFJs, they're going to lead with introverted sensing, which is mostly focused on memory. If you're following the personality hacker sort of Myers Briggs uh, breakdown that they do, I love the way that they do it. So, I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel here. and uh, certainly want to give them credit for it. So, personalityhacker.com, go check out what they do. Um, so, introverted sensors, they have memory as their main dominant driver and introverted sensing is typically focused on safety, security, making sure that they are protected and they will certainly be more concerned with their past. And um, will kind of just kind of do what they know is true or what they've personally experienced to be true. Um, and then that kind of filters through their secondary function, which will be extroverted thinking or extroverted feeling. So extroverted thinking ISTJs will tend to, kind of go about and navigate the world in a way that they jer- are just kind of doing what they're used to a lot of the time and often sharing information based on what they know to be true. They're not likely going to be playing in a realm of 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 rationality or playing with like the gray area. You know, extroverted thinkers of any kind are going to be playing with more absolutes, but the introverted sensing is going to filter that through their own personal data. You know, one of the examples of that is uh, there's like that Mandela effect <laughs> where you might think you know like what something is, but then you later come to learn that it was completely wrong, but you're only filtered by, no- by your nostalgia or something. So one of the things that comes to mind is like the Berenstein bears, because I used to think that they were called Berenstein, And <laughs> I found out later that they're called Berenstain or something. I'm like, what? <laughs> so I think that I, I feel like that happens a lot for ISTJs. Like they'll have a perception of what something was when they were growing up and apply it to what they think is. And, um, they'll be likely to change as they experience things in the world and gather new data. But if they were relying just on their introverted sensing, they might just go by what they knew when they were kids. Right. But that extroverted sensing or extroverted feeling for whichever type you are, allows you to gather new information from other people or from scientific studies or books or, Uh, Any sort of uh, 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 technical things for the TJs, you're going to be adding new information to your repertoire by going out into the world and experiencing things. So, if you were just relying on your introverted sensing, you'd be kind of like hiding away, being safe, kind of keeping safe, and um, kind of living in routine and not really experiencing new things. But if you go out into the world and use your extroverted intuitive or extroverted decision making function, you'll be able to go out and uh, sort of share what you know and also learn new things in the process by by going out there and and sharing things and you know sometimes people might correct you or you know you'll be able to apply those things to to, to areas of life and I find that ISTJs or ISFJs can be particularly quirky because it's all filtered through their own individual experience. So there's like a childlike quality that gets filtered through those decision-making functions. That's actually really interesting to break down. And maybe we'll do that in another episode. And then the last one are the, um, the introverted intuitives, the INFJs and INTJs. And those, they lead with introverted intuition, which is a very, it's the opposite of extroverted sensing, right? Which is going to be the, um, all about kinesthetic stuff, the introverted intuitive is all about pattern recognition in your own mind. So there's a lot of daydreaming going on with intuitives. They certainly want to feel a sense of safety like the ISFJs and ISTJs do, but it's kind of in a different way. It's safety from the outside world. Um, they want to feel this sense that they can, you know take time to work through all of these patterns, and they're not actively processing a lot of this stuff. This is all subconscious processes that are at play. So a lot of the times you'll only be able to see their decision-making process, which is going to be the extroverted thinking or extroverted feeling. And a lot of the conclusions that they can come up to can, that can come to can seem almost like mysterious because you're just like, how did you come up with that? <laughs> or how did you know that about me? And, um, which is going to be for the TJs it's going to be like, how did you come up with that? And for the FJs are going to be more of like, how do you know that about me? Um, because there's just a lot of subconscious pattern things that they're picking up as they're going through the world and processing it and putting, putting that into their lives as they go through life, right? So being able to put things out there in their decision-making driver, checking it against their extroverted feeling or extroverted thinking is going to allow them to check that data in the way that extro- introverted sensors need to get out there and check their data against people. Check their, you know, their childhood information against what is actually true. Introverted intuitives need to do the same thing. They need to check all of the things that they've uh, ascertained or inferred through their their uh, their pattern recognition process of intuition, and check it against humanity and making sure that it works scientifically or it works, you know in, in, in and harmoniously in harmonious ways with people, with your community, the people that you care about. Right. So being able to check all of your dominant styles against your secondary style is going to be incredibly important for you to be able to grow who you are, because we are not just a decision-making function. We are not just a learning style Uh, because there are three, there are two other styles that we have two other functions that are subconsciously happening in our lives. Um, But those two dominant drivers are going to be the ones that are, you know, getting us into our flow state. And again, if we are spending most of our time in our dominant driver, it's going to need a break every once in a while. So that secondary function is going to be pretty pivotal for you to get that sort of um, relief. And the same thing, if you get into your tertiary function, which is going to be your uh, defense mechanism typically, um, or the way that you're protecting your ego, your secondary function is going to help lift you out of that. And the same thing if you're in your uh, inferior function, if you get into the, your inferior grip, typically your two subconscious processes, your third and fourth process, are going to take over because you are feeling like you're exhausted. Your main dominant driver is exhausted. So if you have that secondary driver to go on, um, you can give that dominant driver a break, but still be working in one of your healthy functions. Your secondary function is absolutely one of your healthy functions. So being able to healthily live within that space is going to make sure that you're allowing your tertiary and um, inferior functions to grow, but not necessarily take over because they have the sophistication of a 10 year old child and a three year old child, respectively, that being able to uh, uh, manage them, you know, and uh, allow yourself to to grow, but then give the driver a bit of a break is, um, you know, is the best opportunity for growth. So if you don't know anything about cognitive functions, you know, Obviously, this has probably been a difficult thing for you to listen to, but I appreciate you being here because when you start to learn more about Myers-Briggs, if you go to supermbti.training, you can sign up for my free easy mode course. And it's like a bunch of segments like this, basically. And I go through all of the steps to help you learn about all about Myers-Briggs to get you kind of caught up. And as you start to learn about the cognitive functions focus on the second one. Certainly learn about all the others, especially your dominant, but um, your secondary function is going to be the place that's going to offer you the best sense of growth. So if you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling lost, if you're feeling any, you know, you're feeling exhausted, you're feeling tired, you're feeling like you can't do, you know, you can't be, you're not being yourself in any kind of way think about that secondary function, put yourself into that place. That's going to help you grow and give you the greatest sense of opportunity and growth going forward. So, who that was a lot, <laughs> but, um, I think that was a really good episode. I think that was helpful. So yeah your secondary function is going to be your greatest opportunity for growth so focus on that uh, go to supermbti.training to sign up for the course learn all about that you'll get um you'll be brought into my email list as well and there'll be like additional information within that email list and then you can join us on um uh Twitter and Instagram uh at supermbti and you know, get caught up on all of the latest podcast episodes and little musings and teachings and things that I talk about when it comes to Myers-Briggs, because this has been amazing for me to grow as a person. I've been using Myers-Briggs as a way for me to separate my personality from my mental health and really get a better grip on my personality type and not feel like I'm crazy or broken in any kind of way. And I'm sure plenty of you are having that issue that you're trying not to feel break crazy or broken in any kind of way. So understanding your personality type, understanding your greatest potential for growth, because again, it's not about putting you in a box. It's about giving you the opportunity to grow as a person, um, is is really empowering and it's strengthening and it's something that's going to give you the tools that you need to move forward in life, right? It's not going to give you every single answer because every person's story is unique. We these are the gifts that were given to us by the universe or God or whatever it is that you believe in. And um, you know, being able to look at this as like, this is who we are. And then analyze the things that were stacked on top of us the way that, you know, mental health or the things that were taught, on, taught to us by our parents or school or friends or anything like that be able to separate those things, sift through it, break it all down is going to give us a greater sense of control of our lives and be able to move forward. So that's why I think this is incredibly powerful. So think about your secondary function. If you're having any kind of intense stress, again, go to supermbti.training to sign up for the free course. And um, that's it for today. So if you want to leave me any feedback, I'd happily love that. Um, leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher. If you're feeling extra nice, that would be absolutely amazing. I'd love your feedback. Even if it's not positive, please, I just want to know and, and something. Um, and leave a question in there too, and I'll happily answer it on the air. If you leave a voice message here on Anchor, I will absolutely have that on the air as well. And it's a great way for you to promote your channel as well. I'm here to help everyone. So um, I'm losing my voice, so I'm going to wrap up. I hope you guys take care of each other and yourselves. And um, I'll catch you next time on Super Myers-Briggs, Tarot EX. Hey, thanks for listening to Super Myers-Briggs Turbo EX. We're going to help you with Myers-Briggs and all that fun stuff. And uh, if you want to jump straight into the advanced course, go to supermbti.training. If you want to check out my other shows, go to dopamine.life for mental my mental health podcast. And you can go to cnote.show to check out the media podcast. So if you love this show, go to anchor.fm slash supermbti and leave some love, leave a review, share it with your friends, all that good stuff. And uh, most of all, thank you. Thank you for listening to Super. Super. Super Myers-Briggs' Turbo EX.